When I was a little girl, I believed in fairy tales. I wished my toys would come to life and that my stories could be real. Then through all the noise and confusion, I believed it was all an illusion. The world had faded black and white, nothing seemed to be right. But now I know that how it goes is that my dreams never die. As long as I keep the magic inside me alive, do you believe in magic? Stories are written, read, and disappear, probably hidden on some dusty bookshelf, often forgotten and never retold. This tale is different because it stays in the heart of all who hear it. The memory continues, eagerly waiting to be shared with the next generation. Take a peek, sit back, relax, open your mind, journey into the world of the gulp of waters and slurp it downs. You'll never be the same again. In the previous episode six, Joe arrived home from hospital to find out that she'd been banned from the bush without an adult. Joe is annoyed when her mother insisted she attend a fruit picking day next door, and was delighted when her mother suggested a sleepover for a tenth birthday. The day finally arrived, and Joe dashed down the stairs, falling over Tim Tam at the bottom. <coughs> Crash, she went over and bumped her eye on the stair balustrade. Stupid fat cat, why'd you have to be at the bottom of the stairs sitting right in my way? Haven't you got anywhere better to go? Her mum came running out of the kitchen. Oh no, not today. Joe, you're always getting into trouble. Oh, let's get some ice on your eye. She picked up the miserable girl and went back into the kitchen, shaking her head. Joe sat at the table and started to cry. It's not fair. It's my birthday and I'm ten years old, but I still feel like a little kid. I thought I would be sort of grown up. It's okay, Joe. You're sort of grown up. And even grown-ups have oops. Her eye was as big as a balloon. Red and yucky. Great work. How am I going to see the videos now? By the time the girls get here, your eye will have gone down. Don't panic. Go and open your present. It's right in front of you. Joe opened her gift. Inside the leather box was a beautiful watch. It was silver with some charms dangling from the band. Very grown up. You always get confused with the time, Joe, so now you can have the time with you. No need to panic every day about what time it is. <laughs> Jeffrey came in and cracked up laughing at the sight of his sister's eye. I noticed you took some paint off the stair rail. That's because you have a fat head. By the way, happy double figures. Mum, can I have some toast with ice on the side? <laughs> Joe sat there, looking with one good eye, holding an ice pack on the damaged one. 
not impressed at all with the little brat. She loved the new watch, though, and giggled. Her mum thinks the time confused her. It's really the time warp that keeps on happening in her life that's the trouble. The watch will be useful. At least she doesn't have to run down the stairs to check the time on the kitchen clock every time she just happens to pop in and out. The rest of the day ran smoothly, and everything was set up in the lounge. Sleeping bags, pillows, plates of chips were put in place, and of course, the videos. The room was decorated perfectly for a ten-year-old's sleepover party. At four o'clock, the girls started to arrive. Melissa came first. She still had a few spots from the chicken pox. Hi, Joe. What happened to your eye? Just had an oops on the stairs. It's okay now. Just a bit sore. Jeffrey thought it was hilarious. I don't think it's funny at all. Brothers are like that. Don't worry, we'll keep him away from you tonight. After all, it's your special birthday. Mum's making him go next door. Can't trust the rat bag. And she wants no trouble. That's a good idea. Don't want him putting frogs in our sleeping bags, do we? <laughs> More like cane toads. He loves to catch them. Olivia arrived with a huge prezzy. Hi, Joe. Can't wait to open this beauty. Olivia, what on earth is that? Open it up. It's fantastic. Joe pulled the blue coloured paper off the box, and inside was an amazing prezzy. It was a huge salt crystal lamp sitting on a wooden stand. Oh, wow! It's one of those lights that glow pink and changes the energy in a room. It's all natural, not plastic at all. It will make my bedroom clean and calm. Thank you heaps. Yes, Mum has a few at home and she says they are fantastic to have when you're meditating. Melissa told me you go into the bush to meditate. Now you can meditate in your room. They turned the light on. It had the most beautiful glow, all soft and cosy. Joe was thrilled. It was the best prezzy she had ever been given. Well, the second, the watch was pretty fabulous. Then she opened Melissa's prezzy. It was a cushion covered with shiny mirrors and colourful embroidery all over it. It comes from India. Mum says you can sit on it when you're meditating. Joe laughed happily. Looks like everybody thought that's all she did. In the meantime, Geoffrey was next door plotting ways that he could cause havoc. I think it would be fun if we go next door to scare the girls. Yeah, that's what we do best. Scare silly girls. <laughs> the girls settled down to watch an Australian movie about a pig, dressed in their best pyjamas, stuffing chips, popcorn and pizzas down their throats. Just as the picture was becoming interesting, Joe heard a voice coming from behind a lounge chair. Smelly girls like films about pigs. I'll give them pigs. With that, squealing sounds could be heard running down the hall. Did you hear that, Joe? It sounds like there are real live pigs in the house. I heard something too, and I don't think it was in the movie. Shh, let's be quiet and see if we can hear it again. There was nothing, so the girls continued watching the movie. 
all of a sudden, the lounge room doors flew open and six pigs ran in, jumping all over the girls, knocking the chips over. They were squealing like they were about to have their heads chopped off. The frightened girls ran screaming into the kitchen and Joe sat glaring at a very naughty Eeky Slurpet Downs. Eeky Slurpet Downs, that's not funny. How will I ever explain the pigs? And Mum will want answers. Go home, just go home. Eeky stopped in her tracks. She didn't think her joke would upset Joe as much as it had. In fact, she had not even thought it through. She was just upset at not being invited. She sulked behind the chair and wouldn't move. Joe went into the kitchen to find two very confused girls and a mother trying to calm them down. Joe, the girls say there are pigs in the lounge. How did we get pigs in the house? What's going on and where are they now? They're gone, Mum. Don't know where they came from. Sort of ran straight out the hall. Marvellous what special effects movies have nowadays. The shocked girls returned to the lounge and Joe shook her head. Eeky was still there, but nobody else seemed to notice her at all. Squealing could still be heard as the pigs ran through the cat flap attached to the back door. What else could possibly go wrong? The birthday cake was brought out. It was a fantastic ice cream cake in the shape of charity. The old boat had never looked so delicious. After pigging out on cake, chips, pizza and watching movies, the girls settled down for some well-earned sleep. Silence fell on the lounge as the girls, one by one, drifted into the land of Nod. Geoffrey and Ted had been in bed for hours and you would have thought all was well until Ted's alarm clock woke so they could do their teasing deed. The two boys climbed over the side fence with torches and arranged themselves outside the lounge windows. Putting the torches to their chins, they started to make scary sounds to frighten the girls. (laughs) Nobody woke up, and this annoyed the pair. Nobody woke, except a naughty Iki who was behind the chair still sulking. She saw what they were up to, and that enraged her even more. Next thing, there was yelling and squealing and thumping as the boys found themselves bailed up by angry pigs. Everybody woke up, dashed to the windows and started laughing at the sight of the two boys desperately trying to climb the fence. Joe's mum ran outside and turned the garden hose on the pigs to chase them away. Jeff and Ted, petrified at what was going on, slid out of sight as they hurdled the fence. Eeky sat chomping on what was left of the party food. She was in Slurpet Downs heaven. Joe would never forget her double figures party. She had had a snorting good time. In the morning, Joe was exhausted. The night had been full of highs and lows. Why did my birthday have to be full of dramas? I will never know. Melissa and Olivia were still fast asleep. Joe slid out of her sleeping bag, yawned and stumbled into the kitchen. Her mother was sitting at the table drinking coffee and reading the newspaper. Oh, hi, Joe. Did you enjoy your sleepover? It went very well, I thought. Uh, would you like some breakfast now or rather wait for the girls? Joe stared at her mother. 
there was no mention of the pigs. Her mother seemed happy and calm. It was all very strange. Oh, I'm starving. Can I have some toast with bacon and eggs, please? Oh, wow, you, you are starving. Nothing like a bit of pig to start the day. Oh, gosh, I forgot bacon was pig. Maybe just an egg, please? Don't you think you should check on the girls? After all, they are your guests. Mum, they're out like a light. Too much excitement last night. Joe was right. The girls were sleeping so soundly that even a very naughty Eeky couldn't wake them. Joe devoured her breakfast, feeding Eeky toast under the table. Band-Aid growled at Eeky and tried to pinch the toast out of her hands. What on earth is wrong with you, Band-Aid? Get out of here before I kick you up the bum. The dog ran out of the kitchen, annoyed at being traded in for a slurp at Downs. When Joe's mum went outside, Eeky dashed up and sat on a chair, eyeing off whatever was left on the breakfast table. What do you want to do today, Joe? How about we go and visit Peppy? She would like to see you for your birthday. She couldn't come last night. Had too much stuff to do. Something about a visitor coming to stay. Don't know who it is. Just know she is in a strange tiz. Can't go, Eeky. The other girls are staying for the day. We're going to take a trip in charity downstream to a picnic park with Mum. She thought it would be fun to go swimming and to have a picnic all together. We still have heaps of party food left. What about Eeky? Can I come too? Mum let me come last night to your party. Well, she didn't really, but that's another story. Do you mean your mum doesn't know where you are? Eeky, you could get into heaps of trouble. You don't want to be grounded, do you? Don't care. I wanted to come and too bad, I say. Too bad? You can't say stuff like that. What if your mum panics and sends a search party? Mum won't. She knows where I am because she knew it was your party and I don't care. Joe thought for a while. It didn't matter if Eeky tagged along. Nobody could see her anyhow. That was not exactly true, and the newly ten-year-old Joe was in for a surprise of her life. Melissa walked in, rubbing her eyes, sat down next to Eeky, and stared at Joe. Oh, have all the pigs gone? Yes, the pigs ran away, and I don't know where they came from. Can't believe while we were watching a video about a pig, heaps of them ran through the house. Do you think Jeffrey organised it? No, Jeff couldn't organise himself out of a paper bag. Well, somebody thought of it, and as jokes go, we were all surprised. Stupid joke if you ask me. The pigs could have done heaps of damage. Eeky looked at the girls. The fact that Melissa thought Jeff was to blame made her mad. I know a good pig joke. Well, I do. So listen to me, Joe. Joe continued to ignore her, as nobody else could see or hear her. What do you give a pig with a rash? Oinkment! <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> Joe started to giggle, which confused Melissa. Why was she giggling? She hadn't said anything funny. Melissa, I was told a joke once. Do you want to hear it? Okay, that's what you're laughing about. Did you just remember it? Yes, it's great. What do you give a pig with a rash? <laughs> it's oinkment. <laughs> Hi, Olivia. How did you sleep? 
like a pig in a blanket. <laughs> Mum doesn't seem to remember anything. It's really odd. I removed the memory. She can't remember. Why did you remove Mum's memory and not the girl's? Because I only had enough slurper downs power for one person. I thought your mother might be mad with you in the morning. Good point, but how are we going to deal with the girl's memories? Iki heard Joe's thoughts. She better tell her some way to fix everything up. Ask not to mention it again, because your mum will get mad. It works every time. Here they were, all sitting around the kitchen table. Iki was talking to Joe, and Joe was talking to Iki through her mind. Melissa and Olivia were staring at the funny expression on their friend's face. After breakfast, they arranged the boating trip. Each person was in charge of something. Picnic blankets, food or towels. Iggy kept out of Joe's way, but hurried along, not wanting to be left behind. Mum arrived with Jeff in tow. He looked pale and anxious and said absolutely nothing. Joe was surprised at his lack of smart talking. Not a joke or dig to be heard. He just sat and didn't say or tease anybody. Joe, I can't believe how quiet your brother is. He is totally out of it. I think he's worried about what mum will do to punish him. Iki whispered to Joe she couldn't remember, so her brother was safe. Joe thought that this was fantastic, something to hang over his head. He is scared of mum's punishment. There wouldn't be one because she can't remember Jeff being a brat. It's perfect. He doesn't know he's off the hook. I think I'll have heaps of fun with this. Let me think. He'll probably do everything anyone asks him to keep mum pleased. Joe asked the girls not to mention anything from last night. She said her mum was in a good mood and it would spoil it if they brought up what had happened. The girls all agreed. Nobody wanted Joe's mum to get upset. They started walking down to the creek, excited to go on a day's outing. Joe's mum loved charity nearly as much as Joe, and when she untied the boat, memories of her childhood flooded back. As they floated down Corkupper Ripple Creek, Joe noticed how murky the water was. Look, the creek definitely isn't its normal clear colour or condition. It actually stinks, and there's rubbish floating everywhere. Oh dear, I never even thought about the water. There's no way you girls can swim in here today. It's too dangerous with all the rubbish. Oh, there's even pieces of metal roofing. Do you think it's because of the fires, Mum? Yes, Joe. unfortunately, the fires have caused lots of environmental problems. I suppose your aunt is working out what to do as we speak. This was very disappointing. The girls were all looking forward to a swim in the creek. What if we go for a walk after lunch? There's a lot of places we haven't explored. Well, Joe, I think not. It's too hot, so a picnic will be just fine. The day went fast, as everybody was having a great time, making daisy chains, feeding their faces and telling jokes. When the time came to pack up and go home, nobody could find Geoffrey. Have you seen your brother? I haven't seen him since lunch. No, we've been having too much fun to worry about that little brat. Joe, that's not nice. He's not that bad. Oh, I'm worried. I can't see him anywhere. He's just disappeared. Of course this caused great alarm and everybody searched for half an hour. To make matters worse, it started to get dark. 
and creepy. I promised the girl's parents they'd be home before six and it's five already. We just have to find him soon. Great. He just had to stress mum out and muck up my day. Typical boy. After looking for him and yelling for him, Melissa heard a sound coming from behind some trees. It seemed far away and everybody ran as fast as they could. Then Joe heard a scream and found Jeffrey. He was stuck to a prickly pear bush. He had backed up and his pants were stuck fast, with the prickles sticking into his bum. Oh gosh, how can we get him out of this? I wish your aunt was here. She always knows what to do in times of stress. He's been skewered like a kebab. Jeffrey was screaming and his face was red and sweaty. He had his arm pointing at something and was shaking in his boots. When Joe looked up past his pointing arm, standing there was Eki. Heavens, he can see Eki. She isn't invisible to him. Now what am I going to do? Monster! There's a hairy monster over there! What are you talking about? There's no monster. Seems the pain has caused hallucinations. Okay, we'll just have to pull him off the prickly pear bush carefully. Heaven knows how many prickles are in his behind. Melissa had run back to the picnic site and collected some ice from the esky and ran to where the poor boy was stuck fast. He'll need it on his bum. There'll be lots of swelling. (laughs) Yeah, it'll match his fat head. Boy, you're such an idiot. You just have to spoil my day. It's always about you. What do you mean by telling everybody that I'm an idiot? I'm sorry, Jeffrey. I didn't know it was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> Look at all the damage you've done to the environment. The bushes all mangled because of your bum. Look, take your pants off. We'll have to pull all the prickles out and ice your bum. By the way, Joe, stop yelling and saying mean things to your brother. It was an accident. He didn't do it on purpose to spoil your day. Not on your Nelly. There's no way I'm going to show my backside to all the girls. Serves him right, trying to spoil Joe's party. Maybe a touch of hives would do him some good as well. Joe heard Eki and shook her head. That was all they needed. Geoffrey wailed. He was in so much pain and he could still see the hairy monster. Joe thought this was definitely karma but she still wanted to tease her brother. Seeing as it's all about your bum, I have a joke for you. Hopefully it'll cheer you up. What did one toilet say to the other toilet, Geoffrey? I don't know or care. I'm in too much pain right now. You look a bit flushed. (laughs) (laughs) With that, it was the end of Joe's birthday picnic. You have just been listening to the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek audio tales based on the children's books of the same title by Australian author Susan Pease. To find out more about these stories or to purchase hard copies, please visit susanpease.com S-U-S-A-N hyphen P-E-A-S-E dot com And be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you do not miss out on the next exciting instalment of the Mysteries of Cork Upper Ripple Creek.